Hey there, Captain Kittens. My name's Mike Goffman, and this is MMA and stuff here at HalfGarment.com, and I'm doing a show just to keep this streak alive. I will never let this show die. Even if I die, I'll set it up so that there's, like, a whole bunch in the can for the future. Anyways, this is MMA and stuff. Real quick show this week, just doing a quick recap of UFC. Maybe talk a little bit about uh, that their Bellator and Theodore fight. And I'll do a annoying Chicago accent the whole time, if I must. Anyways, uh, no time to waste, Dr. Jones. UFC was in Brooklyn, New York, this past Saturday night. And in the main event, Henry Cejudo, Olympic gold medalist, man who defeated Demetrius Johnson, took on the reigning, and not defending, but challenging for the Okay, he's raining. He took a TJ Dillashaw and beat the shit out of him. Beat the fuck out of him in the first round. Knocked him out 30 seconds in. Holy shit. But before we get to that, real, I don't know if it's your general thoughts on the ESPN. General thoughts, ESPN. Um, they look the same. Like, in a bad way. <laughs> they, they have a new belt. They debuted a new title belt. And I saw grown men on the internet complaining about it. It's fine. It's a piece of fake gold that they give to somebody glorified lifetime achievement awards who gives a shit what it looks like is that your belt anyway that was uh that was the only real noticeable change same stupid music i can't believe they're holding on to that music it's bizarre i mean i i understand that there's a branding this and that blah 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 like we all know the nfl theme song do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Yeah, um, I, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, that might be NBA and ABC. No, I, think about, I don't know. Anyways, I, I know it doesn't start with bring the big. Ah, all that shit. So, uh, that sucked. Oh, that's why I have uh, Trevor Whitman, famed striking coach, man that feuds with Donald Cerrone for fun. He was there as like they, they cut in every once in a while and be like, Trevor? What do you think about what the coach's advice was? And it was, uh, it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't bad. I thought Whitman was fine as far as what advice he gave, what he saw. I, I actually, one that I thought he was better than fine. I thought his actual insights were pretty damn good. They were the kind of insights you generally don't get that often in MMA. And I think a lot of that's just because, like with Rogan or whatever, you actually probably get just many uh, insights. <coughs> Use word inside again, moron. But maybe it's just because Whitman only jumped in here and there. I thought he was going to be an ever-present part of the broadcast. He was not. It was largely Anik and Cormier. Cormier was fine. Uh, other than at the beginning of the show, he, he really went overboard saying, I can't believe we're on ESPN. This is such a big deal. What a great thing. Blah, blah, blah. Which I guess is true. But is it? It's 2019 now. It is ESPN really matter? Apparently it does. The ratings were pretty damn good. From what I just saw come over the wire, they're like the highest ratings. They were beat all of the stuff on UFC and Fox. They were bigger than some of the UFC and Fox main cards. I don't really know what that is, but from what I understand, and by from what I understand, I mean uh, saw scrolling on Facebook. Ratings weren't bad. So I guess that's good. Doesn't really matter to me. I don't own the company. Bunch of people in Hollywood do. You know how those types are. Jews. That's a normal joke. Yeah, um, but otherwise it just looked like UFC. That's fine. Um, 
I didn't pay attention to anything else at ESPN really. I guess I guess I did see them hyping it on the ticker throughout the week, like on the bottom right corner or whatever. I, I did recall seeing a few of those things. Like, yeah, you know, it's only going to help. ESPN is at the end of the day the de facto destination still for sports in the United States of America. Fox Sports is fine. Like, I think Fox Sports is one of those channels that everybody has. Everybody knows about it. Everybody even watches it. But it's not your sports channel. You know, like, I think it, like, if you want to watch some history shit, you turn on the history channel. Duh. But if, like, you're a conservative, you turn on Fox News. If you're a liberal, you turn on CNN. Like, that's generally, like, you're aware of the other ones. But, like, you turn on the news, that's you turn on. And what I mean by that is, like, the general, everyday, how you view the world. Just like, I don't know, it's on TV. You turn on ESPN if you want sports. Fox Sports has alternative programming, I guess you would say. It seems like a lot of motorsports and card games or something. I don't really know. Maybe boxing now. Fox Sports is really good if you're, like, an old man living in the 50s or something. Just like Fox News. Hey. So, yeah, uh, I guess it's good. Like I said, in the main event, Henry Cejudo knocked out TJ Dillashaw first round right away. Um, I don't know. It happens. The weight cut could not have been good for TJ. He looked like, I mean, he looked really drawn, but he made the weight. He hasn't talked about it being bad. I don't know if it was a tough cut for him or not. And I don't know if that's the reason why he got knocked out. Although I will say that the moment that punch connected, he went down. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay. The weight cut hurt. Which, again, I don't know if that's true. But let's say it is. That's terrifying. That is so terrifying that I, admittedly, a great man, but still just a man. But that I, watching at home in the comfort of my couch, petting a puggle, of all things, was able to immediately go, well, that's probably from cutting all that extra weight. But the Athletic Commission didn't. Then again, who cares about Athletic Commissions anymore? If you've learned anything from this show over the years, my friends, my friend, my one person listening, nobody's listening to this one. It's that uh, MMA illustrates the folly of relying upon government regulation. The only thing that can prevent future things like this from happening is the market. You need to trust in the free market to ensure that nobody will ever cut weight again. Man, I don't think that's really going to happen. There's not really a marketplace for that. This is probably one of those things where, who cares? Fucking adults going to do dumb things for adults. No place for the market, no place for the government. A bunch of consenting adults are being idiots. I don't think TJ should ever do it again. I don't think he will. If I'm Sahudo, I'm going to be like, fuck you, I'm moving up. I want to be a champ champ. I do like the UFC push this idea that champ champ is a thing, which it kind of is. It went from never happening to Connor and then uh, that Cormier guy and uh, what's her face? Uh, Amanda Nunez. So yeah, I guess there's something to that. Like I kind of, at least they were trying to hype it up and make it seem like this is a really big deal in this main event. And in some respects it was. So yeah. Uh, oh, also I heard that like the day before the show, there was like half a million people signed up to ESPN plus on one. I don't know if that's true. Two, I don't know if that's all due to the UFC, but let's just assume for right now that's 100% true, that I didn't misread something, that my memory from Twitter when I was probably doing drugs is still good enough and we could trust it. I did some react to the math, back of the envelope math, by which meant I, which mean I said, hey, Alexa, what's $5? Because I think that's the monthly cost of ESPN Plus, five bucks a month, 
times half a million. And it came out like $30 million a year. So that's a lot of money. You know, pretty good. This is, and that's just one job. So, yeah. Um, it can't be right. I don't, think that can, I don't think my math is right there. But whatever. I don't care. I don't care. Anyway, um, so good on Cejudo. Him and Dillashaw should rematch. I'm not usually like, ah, this is a rematch. But it's like, well, what else are we going to do? Like, we had Joseph Benavides defeat Destin Ortiz in a really, really good fight on the undercard. And so, in theory, you could have Benavides take on Cejudo. And I, personally, I'd like to see that. I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Benavides get a get a crack at the title, see if he can win it here. Also, I think he's just such a good fighter. And I, I'm not, I want to see I want to see Cejudo fight good fighters. I want to see a good fight. That's about as good as it gets at 125 pounds. But that's not going to be the case, though. So they really are going to shudder the division. Like I said, shudder. I didn't say close. I didn't say shut down. I didn't say cancel. No, no, no. I'm one of those highfalutin types. I say shudder. So they do shudder. That means it's Cejudo moving up 35. And yeah, I'm fighting TJ again. I think there's enough better to be, hey, let's see what TJ's like without the weight and all that stuff. Still, um, awesome, awesome moment. Cejudo could have looked better. He cut a great promo. He seemed very likable, very charismatic. Midget, uh, midget Frank Shamrock lives to fight again. TJ had some new tattoos. That cool, like his whole right arm was all done up. Like, we came here to listen to, uh, Barely passable fight analysis, talk about MMA, maybe some of your really unfunny jokes. But instead, you're giving us a uh, a look into how you view another man's body. Well, as you know, I like men's bodies, particularly Yoel Romero, who's going to be fighting in Brazil soon, I think. Uh, Denny Magalhães. Any of those smooth guys, you know, the muscle-bound seals, as I like to think of them. Oof. I guess I just want to bang these and seal. That's weird. Yeah, um, semi-main event. Ooh. <laughs> Greg Hardy lost. He was defeated by Alan Crowder in the second round after blatantly hitting Crowder in the head with an illegal knee. Like, it was beautiful. Because Crowder was on both knees, Right? And he's fucked up. Hardy's hitting him, just kind of beating him up throughout the first round. That didn't go all out. You can tell he's pacing himself, that he didn't want to go too nuts. So, which honestly, I thought was actually pretty good on Hardy's part. I thought Hardy's cardio was shockingly good for what he was doing, which is just punching a man. But still, I don't think he's a real fighter. And also, he's used to punching women, so punching a man, way bigger deal for him. Still, um, they're in the second round, and this Cromwell, Cromwell, Oliver there, Crowder, Crowder. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are very happy to see a big, strong black man, Nia Crowder in the head. <laughs> yeah, uh, the guy's on his knees, and it, I think he stood up to like, so one knee was down, and like his, maybe his other knee was barely up, like he was getting up, <laughs> and Hardy just need him in the fucking skull. Like, if that was legal, it would have been end of the fight. The fight would have been over and then and there. But it's not legal. It's not even close to legal. Or is it? I mean, honest to goodness, it wasn't that. Like, I, everybody's outraged. Greg Hardy's a piece of shit. You know, what do you expect? I was really surprised this guy cheated. I get, I get all that. This wasn't that dissimilar 
to Gegard Roussasi when he need Chris Wyden in the head, just as this one hurt a lot more. It, but it was bizarre, just the way he just loaded up. And it was like he looked around, almost like a pro wrestler. Like it really was like, like a pro wrestler holding the head and be like, should I do it? Should I do it? Yeah. And then he just need him. It's just like, whoa, dude, you had a lot of time to think about what you were doing there. You said, fuck it. Now, he's, a, he's new to the sport. And all I wouldn't say that's an excuse is you're chopping other rules. But if there's ever a guy in the UFC, maybe he doesn't know the, the rules here, it'd be a great hurdy. I don't think he knows rules of fighting to begin with. And this is a weird rule. And I've talked about this a lot over the years. And I think I've been consistent. This stuff is going to get people hurt because these inconsistent rules, nobody really knows what it means to be down. I can honestly see, like, someone told Greg Hardy, you can't hit a guy when he's down. you got to be standing up or getting up, things like that. They probably went over it. And then in the moment, he's kind of like, I don't know, it's close. And he doesn't know what he's doing. That's right. Giving Greg Hardy a pass on this one. Let's bring him back. Look, I don't know what Crowder is. I don't know Alan Crowder. I don't know if he's a real fighter. But if he is a real fighter, let's just assume for argument's sake that Alan Crowder is a legitimate heavyweight, not a UFC caliber heavyweight, it appears, but like a guy that if he was in the UFC, like an undercard, you'd be like, okay, I kind of get it. Greg Hardy was better than him. I don't want to say it. I don't want to admit it, but he would beat him up. And Greg Hardy is winning this fight easily. Even when he was actually put in a bad position at one point, getting taken down, he somehow survived. He didn't immediately lose. I have real low expectations for Greg Hardy, but he did manage to hurdle them. Kind of. Like, he hurdled it, and he got over the hurdle, but his foot clipped it on the way back. And then he turned around to look at the hurdle, goes, oh, no, what have I done? And then he need the hurdle right in the skull. Yeah. Hey, controversy equals cash. Right, Bischoff? Um, would I bring back Greg Hardy? I wouldn't have brought him in in the first place. But if you believe that Greg Hardy has enough skill or promise to be in the U.S., if you believe that, I don't think anything in this fight should change your opinion of that other than guy who has problems obeying the law has problems obeying other rules as well. Hmm. Maybe he just gets off on it. Huh? Maybe that's his thing. So uh, a great win for Alan Crowder. Yeah. Uh, Connor Gregor Gillespie took on Yancey Medeiros and oh my gosh. Like he really fucked him up. He beat the fuck out of Yancey and he just took him down. Uh, he used that power wrestling. I called him like a B before, and man alive. In that second round, he got the back, started pounding on him. The referee stopped with like a second left or something like that. But, I mean, Gillespie just manhandled Yancey. And I'll say this, Gillespie, he's the right kind of person that can catch on. Now, I don't think he ever will catch on. I don't think he's going to be a world champion, simply because he's too old to be this new to the sport and there's too much to catch up on. And as great as his wrestling is, unless you're Khabib, no one's getting by it in this. I'll let, hang on, Khabib did. Isn't that weird? Khabib really can't strike that much. I would have to say of all the men, because women don't count, but of all the men in MMA, he probably has the worst striking of every champion. But is he able to get done? Conor Gregor Gillespie? Probably hoping he can be the same. But anyways, what I liked about him was afterwards, like he gave like a, I don't call people out, but he was really good about it. Because he'd be like, look, man, you know that's not my policy. I don't do this. But he's still charismatic. He could cut a promo. He was eloquent. Uh, what, what's the, what's that one we use for Obama? Articulate. He seemed articulate. He thought he was going to go fishing. But just, again, I liked the way he came across. He seemed like a guy that was 
comfortable in the microphone in the sense that he's comfortable with himself. He wasn't the rock, but he also wasn't the sock. He's somewhere in between. Uh, <laughs> we also had Paige Van Zandt defeated Rachel Ostevich by uh, armbar in the second round. Good fight. Um, Paige weighed in. She looked fine. I guess this weight class, uh, her titties were there, which is good. Which is definitely, definitely good. Um, Ostevich actually I did pretty well, though. Took her down a couple of times. Maybe won the first round due to that. But in the second round, Paige eventually, I think she's a little better. I think a little more athletic. Like, if anything between these two, I don't think skill was the deciding factor. And I think it's a little bit of athleticism. And I think that, you know what? Paige is a gamer. I, I'll talk a lot of shit about Paige Van Zandt. But she puts up, like, she generally fights at her best level. I rarely watch Paige Van Zandt and walk away going, yeah, she, she blew it. She could be better than that. Why did she pull the trigger? Like, I'm not saying she's got a ton of bullets in the chamber or in the clip. I don't really know how guns work. I'm not saying she has a lot of bullets, but she knows how to pull the trigger when she has one. Uh, she got an arm bar, and Rachel was defending, 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 and then it snapped and broke. Yeah, right? The elbow, it looked like it was bad, too. Like she came down on it. It wasn't anything Paige did, but it's almost anticlimactic because uh, also she did tap. It was a very, very subtle tap. Like, you couldn't see it initially. And so the fight was over, and the crowd was kind of like, ah. And that was it. And then uh, Glover Teixeira defeated Carl Robinson the first by, uh, I think he choked him out. He just beat him up. So, uh, get back to Paige. Um, then there was some of the controversy, and they talked a lot about it throughout the week. Of the, uh, I think Ariel brought it up, like, it, should they have done uh, Greg Hardy and Paige Van Sant on the same card? And No, is it Paige or Rachel? Honestly, I don't really know which woman was uh, abused recently. I know that Paige has been a victim of sexual assault and maybe domestic violence. I think they're kind of one. I feel like you can't be a victim of sexual assault and not also domestic violence. I don't really know how it works. You should. You're a lawyer. Yeah. Fair point. Um, yeah, I guess Osevich got got it. Um, and I get, I look, I'm sympathetic to all that, and I think we talked about it last week enough, so whatever. Uh, I, nothing changed in regards to any of that stuff, just because, duh, you know, just because Craig Hardy is an idiot. Like, if he'd gone out there and looked really great and he bowed and been respectful, if he'd been like a, like an Anderson Silva type or whatever, it, it wouldn't change whether it was appropriate to have him on the same card as Ostevich. And honestly, like, there, there could be a real problem going forward in that, again, with the Greg Hardy type, with any of these guys. And I think the UFC, again, I wouldn't have, I never think I would have put, uh, Hardy in the UFC to begin with, but they, they probably do have to do this because, well, there's going to be a cage fighting. It's an industry with men that hit women. And even if men don't hit women all the time, not all the fighters are violence guys, I would guess the female mixed martial artists suffer a higher rate of domestic abuse than the general population. Because they tend to just, you know, be with other fighters or around fighters, and those are violent people, if you haven't noticed. My point being that if you don't think Greg Hardy should ever fight on a card with a domestic violence, uh, alleged, that's the other thing. Also, Mitch is an alleged victim. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's a victim. If somebody said, would you bet on it? I'd say, yeah, I bet that the guy's guilty. 
it's not technically like it's weird. We in society we use the word victim, and then we call someone else an alleged perpetrator. It's like, well, you're only a victim if the other guy did it on purpose. Otherwise, you know, I guess you could be a victim of circumstance, but that'd be a weird fucking circumstance, right? So, uh, again, the point is, is that does that mean that she can never be on the card with a man that's hit a woman? Or a man that's been accused? I can't remember exactly. I don't know if Greg Hardy's ever convicted of her or not. Still, like, it, we are in a weird time. And, like, everybody's trying to be woke. We don't want to be sensitive. I mock that, but it's true. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm also a big believer in some form of retribution. Uh, retribution. Uh, rehabilitation. I hope, I hope we all are, because if we're not, fuck this as a society. <coughs> so what I'm saying is that uh, I would have Greg Hardy fight uh, Oliver Cromwell back on a Dana White show. Do that. If you're, I mean, if they're probably determined to keep the guy in the company, then so be it. Like I said, nothing happened there that made me think, oh, he's not worthy. Nothing happened made me think he was worthy. But that's what cookies crumble. Donald Cerrone defeated Alex Hernandez. Knocked him the fuck out in the second. Uh, great, great, great performance by Cerrone. Hernandez came out early, tried to get a, I think tried to get in Cerrone's face, came with a few shots, but Donald, the pro, just outstruck him. I mean, you could really see the difference, uh, different levels of striking here. And Cerrone easily won it. Afterwards, he was asked who he wants to fight. He said, uh, Conor McGregor. Because everyone does. After that, Conor McGregor said, I'll do it. It's like, oh, that's a great fight. Weird to see it happen. But also, I think sometimes I come around on these things and I stop thinking about just this pure pro wrestling booker promoter or whatever. And realize that some of the appeal of MMA is that guys like Conor do fight guys like Cerrone. You know, like really good fights have like, yeah, we're just do dude, let's go scrap. So yeah, uh, Joanne Calderwood defeated Arian Lipsky. Yeah. Um, Dennis Bermudez. Oh, yeah, Dennis Bermudez retired. He won his fight over uh, Tay Edwards by decision. It was a really great fight, but um, he looked good for his last ever fight. And good on uh, on old Denny Bermudez. I hope he stays retired. I hope all fighters stay retired. Bilal, remember the name Muhammad, got knocked at. Got defeated by Jeff Neal. Decision. Uh, Kyle Stewart, the race car driver, lost a chance. Raconcha. I know. Oh, there we go. Benavides and Dustin Ortiz. I'm like, how did I not see it? Yeah, Benavides beat Dustin Ortiz. He probably deserved to win the fight. But it was one of those things. Like, even afterwards, Benavides said, Dustin Ortiz has improved a lot. And I watched it going, holy shit. Like, Dustin Ortiz's game was at next level. He's ranked 11th or whatever the fuck it was. He fought way better than that. Like, he fought way above his, what I've seen from him in the past. His uh, ground control is the technical ability he showed on the ground. The way he was using his hooks his, uh, to kind of maneuver things around. He was really good. Like, it was like, again, I think that he, he lost the fight. Just that's the nature of the beast. Benavides was able to get the back and control. And, and Benavides deserved to win. But I think if you watch this fight, Again, like if you want to go back and rewatch it, nobody's going to. But if you do, you can see that Dustin Ortiz in some respects was the better fighter. Like I got the impression that it was more Benavidez reacted to what Ortiz did. 
than the other way around. It was, I always thought Benavidez felt like he was on the defensive throughout the whole fight. And again, like even when he get offensive positions, take the back, whatever, still felt like he was reacting to Dustin Ortiz. He's trying to settle it down. Key is he did it. He won. And that's what it means to be a, a champion, if you will. But, uh, you know, a real high-level guy is the old, can you win when you're not at your best? And I think that he did. You know, I, I don't know if it, you could say that, I don't know if it was that uh, Benavides wasn't at his best, that Dustin Ortiz was at his best. Dustin Ortiz, maybe he's better than Benavides. Benavides still, though, he found a way to win. And that's really the key. I mean, uh, I'm trying to find this thing here. Yeah, um, I know it sounds like I'm overhyping Ortiz, but I don't think I am. I really, really walked away going, damn, this guy, he really stepped it up. And I keep saying, really, is a term of emphasis rather than, uh, you know, something else. So, yeah, um, overall, though, I would call this a smashing success as far as shows go. I mean, not there was no weird technical shit from what I understand. ESPN Plus froze like for a second early on, I think. Otherwise, it was fine. Um, main event was great. Co-main event, the Hedger controversy. Semi-main event. What the fuck is wrong? How dare, how dare I say co? I know better. You don't think I do, but I do. Yeah. Um, all in all, I think that they would be happy with this. And I look forward to the next show from this, you know, upstart company. And then uh, to round this out real quick, let's just quickly take a look at this weekend's upcoming Bellator 214. Can you believe it? I remember when it was Bellator Zero. Bellator, the company that uh, started as a thing for Mexicans. It really was. Um, I don't know where this show is going to take place, but it's got the finals of the uh, heavyweight tournament. Fyodor takes on Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader should win. Predicted Ryan. Was this the finals? Is this the finals? I think it is. I don't know what else could be. Uh, I suppose maybe Rafael Lovato Jr. is going to fight. Uh, yeah, this concludes the Grand Prix. Uh, Lovato Jr. is going to fight for the title, but the A title, I know. Anyways, uh, Fudor and Bader. Bader's looked perfect. Like, literally perfect throughout this whole tournament. I don't think he's taken a punch to the face yet. This has been exactly what he's needed in his career. And I think he's going to go out there. I think he'll be bigger than Fyodor. I think he's stronger than him. I think he's better than him at everything. Um, Fyodor may be a little quicker. And, like, he can always hit on these Fyodor, blah, blah, blah. He ain't that great. He's old. Bader, Bader. Not like Bader's all that hot either. But he's, uh, look, it's America. I'll be damned if I'm ever going to listen to some fucking Russian, right? Or bet on a Russian. So, fuck it. Uh, Ryan Bader's going to beat him. Probably knock him out TKO. Not 100% believing that's going to happen. Uh, we also have uh, Henry Corrales takes on Aaron Pico. I got a feeling that old Aaron Pico is going to win this one. <laughs> so, look, it's... I don't want to say that the guy is... He's not overhyped. I, I don't want him to be over, I don't. I want him to be overhyped. I want all the people that loved him to be wrong, but I don't think so. I think Pico's the real deal. Henry Corrales is uh, that movie Wikipedia page. There was a boxer named Henry Corrales way back. Um, so Pico should win. All right? I don't know. And then the only other... Oh, Juan Archuleta. Juan Archuleta takes on Ricky Bandejas. 
Juan Archuleta. I think there's like a baseball player or a football player with that name also. I don't know why I think it's familiar. Brandon McMahon, no relation to Vince. Takes on Adele, no relation to the fat chick. And J.W. Kise, Kise, K-I-S-E. Well, he will be fighting in his MMA debut, Jack Swagger. That's right. If you ever wanted proof that Bellator is a front for the alt-right, here it is. Jack Swagger fights in the show. They have the white guy, Aaron ba- Ryan Bader, going to beat up Aaron Bader. Going to beat up the Russian guy. But the, in this world, the alt-right doesn't like Russia, by the way. Um, they go to Israel to launder money. Bellator is an alt-right front. Whether you could, Everybody listen to this uh, little half-hour edition of MMA and stuff. So now you know about the alt-right front of Bellator. You know all about ESPN and UFC. Some of the other stuff. A lot of other news came out this week that I really care about. I think earth-shattering, I guess. Groundbreaking. Can something be ground, groundbreaking and earth-shattering? I think it has to be one of them. Anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Mike Coughlin. This is MMA and Stuff, part of HalfGuarded.com. Catch us here, there, everywhere. Wherever you're listening to this, you can come back here next week at the same time and find another episode. So if you're hearing it on YouTube, we're on YouTube. By the way, we're not on YouTube yet. But if you're hearing it on YouTube, that means we are. See how that works? We'll be on, uh, I, I always hear Stitcher. I don't know what the fuck Stitcher is. Um, all the stuff from Anchor FM. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you're listening to this. And if you're not, and you're not hearing any of this, it doesn't matter, does it? Ooh. But thanks again. Until that time comes, I remain your humble host, Mike Coughlin, for MMA and Stuff, an integral part of the com website, saying to one and all, good fight, good night, et au revoir, mes amis.